Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, everyone. How you doing? Uh, welcome to Hockey Buzzcast. Another week. Uh, Keller week. Crazy, crazy week. We're going to do a quick pre-show here, and then we're getting right into the show. Um, we have so many things to talk about, obviously. And uh, I have officially run out of RAM in my head. Um, all the input coming in. I have no idea how to put it together. Um, we'll get to some of it. Maybe you guys can help me finish the puzzles out. But um, I wanted to start with something. because uh, So this weekend, I was down the shore. Um, I just got back literally 10 minutes ago in my car. And um, had a great time. And in Atlantic City, you know, on Saturday night, we're sitting there. We're sitting there on, on the beach in Margate, you know, out there with my computer blogging on the beach, which is really pathetic. But I'm out there writing on the beach, which is still fine. And then we see a plane go by that says, tonight um, at the Hard Rock Casino, um, yes, slash Asia. So I'm like, that sounds incredible. You know, it sounds like fun. I, I, I had no idea they were there. I was like, five yeah. minutes away from them and they were the problem is that most of the good people in both yes or Asia are not part of this or dead. Well, let, let them, let them finish. Um, then we'll get into that. Okay. Well, no, I mean, there's an interesting thing for this. Cause I, so I, I texted you guys and I'm like, what, yeah. what am I saying? Like who, who's going to be in this band? You know, like, should I go search? Cause I thought, you know, if, it's, if no one was going to be in the band, I was going to be like, ah, you know, but then you said right. a couple people that, you know, yes. Like I like Jeffrey Downs. Um, mm -hmm. I'm a big fan of, you know, I'm a big fan of Carl Palmer. Mm -hmm. Steve, how I mean, basically yes in Asia can be um can be like a, a bunch of other bands and too. You can, it's like you, you can know. turn them into ELP, King Crimson. It's an amount. It's an amount. There's actually a really good video on Amazon Prime, um, with Asia in concert, like done in like 2014 with John Wetton, like right before he passed yeah. away. Yeah. Um, that is really good, and it's kind of what I probably wanted out of this concert. So, Kevin, hey, Kevin. It's hard to replace Wetton, though. We were messaging. He was a really yeah. good bass player, and people didn't give him credit for that. Kevin, can he you was hear a really good bass player. So, uh, Kevin, you hear us okay? I can hear you, yeah. Okay, Okay. cool. cool. I, I actually joined, uh, I don't know when the last time I was on, three weeks ago. I yeah. actually joined that conference. I wonder where everybody was. Waiting on uh, people, and that then I realized that. That maybe, maybe I'm in the wrong one. So. <laughs> That's really funny. All right, yeah. so I'm just talking about. Like, I'm I'm really quickly talking about my experience seeing Yes slash Asia play at the uh, in Atlantic City on Saturday night. So, um, as a prog rock person, you know I've learned lots of things about prog rock over the years. You know, and one is it's very difficult, and you know, and two that you should never bring a girl to it. Ever. Um, so never bring a girl to a prog rock concert. That mm -hmm. is the that is that is rule number one. Okay, so, but you know that that you know I didn't listen to that and and. Actually, to be fair, my wife actually really loved Asia and we go see Asia. So mm -hmm. I'm like, cool, cool. So this was like a Carl Carl Palmer type production, you know. And he he did like he did something at the beginning which we didn't get there in time for. We only got there because we decided on this all this very late. We got there for Asia and yes, we saw the two things we really wanted to see. Right. Whatever the opening well, band was, there, little like, ELP tribute band. Yeah, I mean, we did see Asia do Lucky Man. So, like we said, Asia, Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. These are all—they're all the same people, right? Roughly. Um, 
Now, except they had a different singer. And well, I and mean, let's be fair. Keith Emerson and Jeff yeah. Downs aren't even in the same. Yeah. No. Oh yeah, no, they're not. They're not. Sorry, they're, they're not. not. Um, Jeffrey Downs is probably best known for the guy being the guy who wrote "Video Killed the Radio Star." Right. The ball. He is like really good. He yeah. has gotten better over the years. He's just not in that Wakeman Emerson category. That's all. He's gotten better, but lately he's gotten real. I mean, these guys were undeniably old and i'm not saying i'm not just saying like beyond just old beyond but but here's the thing okay, as a musician there's a couple things that are really important when you perform for people Dexterity. one is that you have to, you need to be well rehearsed like you need to you need to go through these things because even though these guys can feel like they can play these songs um they they all individually can but it's not about individually playing music it's playing your parts it's about playing as a band and that is the biggest thing that these things lack because it's about listening listening to the rest of the people in the band and he, there was no playing together at all and it was very frustrating because steve howe who's incredibly famous of course an amazing musician they're all still great musicians hal and um palmer carl palmer the drummer from emerson lake and palmer in asia um were trying their best to to get the band to play as a band you could tell they were trying to pull people in but really john lodge is from Moody Blues, like he's never played with these guys other yeah. than maybe what they tuned up for before the tour. This is like the Ringo Starr yeah, I mean, they, 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 act. This is, I mean, there. This is an amalgam. You've thrown together a lot of talented musicians. Like, remember when? Remember when Ringo Starr put together an all-star band? He went around uh -huh. and everything. That when you're playing Johnny Be Good, every musician can sit can do that. When you're playing some of these prog rock songs, that's not Johnny really? Be Good. You really have to no, know what. It's the hell really hard. Doing. All right. So the big question, Act. The big question yeah, is they yeah. did Gates of Delirium for the first time in like 30 years. How did that sound? I didn't stay for it. <laughs> oh, no, no. <laughs> um, and I'm Wait, sorry, but honestly, honestly I, you left I, the show? I love my wife. I, I just I love my wife very much and I couldn't do it to her. Like I the okay. concert was four I, and a half hours long, Russ. If I stay for the entire thing, four and a half hours. Okay, I, so I have to. I have to bring. I have to bring this up with with your finish of this story. 1983, second tour Asia tours. They're they're at at the Memorial Auditorium in Buffalo. I was in high school. A girl I was going out with at the time. We went to the show. The opening act was Chris DeBerg. Don't pay the ferryman. Lady in red. Yeah, we all booed him. We it was terrible. We you know wanted him off stage. I get there. Three songs of Chris DeBerg. The girl I'm with gets sick. I'm the dude. I'm the dutiful guy. I'm not like I have to take her home now. Yeah, I never see problem. Asia, and I never see Asia like in their prime. I saw them like 20 years later, but that was always a missed opportunity. So, Ak, you just did you. That was a missed opportunity. You left. Come on. No, 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 no. It's not. Believe me, it's not a missed opportunity because the the singer for Yes is not John Anderson. First of all, right. I would have stayed for Gates of Delirium if it was John Anderson because that's a John Anderson song. I mean, that's like a completely all right. So he is okay. Like the the, the most the most awful part. No, he's of not going to make you mad. Benoit Davison is not going to make you mad. He's not going to make you mad. That's not exactly a ringing endorsement for a band. Okay, like <laughs> I don't I don't think anyone's ever left one of my concerts angry. Like I think that you know that I mean. So he's like just between John John Anderson and Elmo, like somewhere in the middle there, his voice is like. Mm -hmm. And I don't mean to be mean, but there's like John Anderson is a very weird voice. Like, mm -hmm. let's just admit it. Like, we love it because we're used to it. Someone yeah. trying to be John Anderson is not a good thing. Like, that's it's that's hard. not a voice that someone Trevor else should Horn try to do. 
He was the first guy who tried. Trevor Horn replaced. He was the first guy to replace Anderson on the drama tour. I saw it, and it right. took him like ten shows to finally hit some of the high notes. Honestly, yeah. yeah. This guy was this guy. Like they did Amer They did some songs I love, but they were they were not good. And um, nope, that's they, they were really really bad. No, yeah, they just they just they don't play together at all. They're not listening yeah. to each other at all. They're not a band, so to speak. They are, and there's people in the audience who are going there, like you know us, who are like just getting sentimental about like, yeah. like this part or that. You can't part do that in song, and I get. Yeah. And, and that's what they're relying on. They're, re they're yeah. relying on. Yeah, they're relying on that. Like, and and the fact that they're playing Gates of Delirium. I mean, it's like you know, the, this is the funniest thing about this. I'll end on this because I know this is probably boring people to hell, but, but um, I'll end on this. The um. <laughs> The funniest thing was in the intermission between Asia and Yes, there's a guy who comes out and says, Check out the upcoming shows. Next week, Awaken, a Yes tribute band will be here. Yeah, yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, <laughs> wait a second, we're about to see Yes and a Yes tribute band here next week. And they're like, Tickets are limited for Awaken, which is like, there were at least, there was only like one third of the tickets sold for this show. So this show was right. like empty. So I bet you that Awaken, the Yes tribute band, is outselling Yes. Whatever they want to call well, yes. It doesn't, it doesn't shock me. The last thing I'll say is <laughs> Anderson Raven Wakeman was the last great yes tour, and that was yeah. about a year and a half ago. That was still worth it. I had a feeling what you saw is what you saw, but at least you got some goodness out of it. Let me, let me, I, you know, we had a blast with Asia. Asia is funny. Like, you know, Asia yeah. is just funny. They are, they are, they are, they are 80s. My wife loved it. We loved We were singing along with Asia, but yeah. yes was like beyond her. I, yeah. I don't have any more yeah. on, on this, but yeah. I want to I want to ask Kevin something before right. we start talking hockey. Kevin, over the weekend, the Yankees, being the Yankees, go out and give up a 19-year-old uh, rookie league pitcher who may probably may never pitch in the major leagues for Edwin Encarnacion, who's leading the American League with 21 home runs, makes over 20 million dollars a year. I wish the NHL. I wish this could happen in the NHL because this would make this. Well, if, if it happened in the NHL, your Maple Leafs would be the Yankees because <laughs> they're pretty much printing. They're printing money in the basement in 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 Toronto, and they they'd be able to buy whoever they wanted. Like they'd have Carlson uh, and Panarin, uh, you know, next season if that if that was the case. Um, you know, there's there's no doubt about it. But yeah, I mean, some things never change, even with a luxury tax. You know, Encarnacion, nobody would be able to afford him but the Yankees, you know, right. although Seattle is paying some of his salary. Right, and and the, and the, the thing is, is like the, the general reaction from like the Twitter sphere that are, are Yankee fans is, they need pitching. What are they – they got the guy for nothing. They got right. him they, – they got the Seattle retained salary, and they got the leading – that's like getting a 50-goal score for, you know, an ECHL player. You're not going to turn it down, even that's even if goal scoring is not your crying need. Oh, yeah, and he's going to hit 45 home runs this yeah. year. Like, you know, uh, there's no doubt about it. And, uh, you know, even though he bats 244 uh, or 245, somewhere in that range, you know, he has a lot of pop, and, you know, it'll – you know, like I, I saw that trade. I just, you know, some things never change. It's, you know, the, you know, going back to the Steinbrenner, uh, you know, like, you know, it's not, uh, it's not the Minnesota Twins getting uh, Incarnacion. It's, right. That's the Yankees. You know. <laughs> and, and now, and now, and now, in, before July thirty first, they'll end up getting Scherzer or Bumgarner or you know, um, Aaron Sanchez or Strom. One of those. They'll end up getting the pitcher. Because they got this guy for pennies on the dollar, so they no, didn't need their assets. Yeah, and uh, and by the right. way, 
I'm going to see Bob Seeger on Wednesday at the Ooh. old I knob DTE. Oh, yeah. And it will be the real Bob Seeger, not a fake Bob Seeger. Well, that'll be the real thing. I mean, like that's that's the real deal. Like it's not gonna be like Bob Seeger's third and, cousin and, and somebody else. Yeah, I forget. He must be like seventy one or seventy two yeah. now. Something like that. And we saw I'm impressed by people like that. Sixty eight or sixty nine, my wife and I. And he was just as strong voiced as ever. I, mm -hmm. I'm not sure he can rock the way he used to. No, but uh, I saw him ten years ago, and he was pretty damn good still. So. Yeah, yeah, he 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 still has got a great, you know, voice. Um, and you know, a lot of the guys as they get older, the the words become un, un, unintelligible. But his, you know, every word he still is uh, really sharp. So. I would I would make sure I would go get. Something to drink or something to eat during like against the wind. I, I wouldn't want to hear that. Well, there were guys. These guys were like coughing a lot. You know, I noticed that there's a lot of coughing. Yeah. Which usually is not something you notice in a band too often, but there was a lot of coughing going on. Um, and even the lead singer they had for the lead singer they had for Asia was just not. Like, he had his shirt all the way unbuttoned, like basically, you know, and he's like, you know, had like the beard tied up. Again, you know, he's from the movie Blues. Think about it. Like he's from that era. Oh, he's from the movie Blues. That's the guy in the movie Blues. John Lodge is from. He's not the original lead singer from the Moody Blues. He was another one of their it's co oh my lord. It's not just the My uh <laughs> no, I don't want to date myself, but uh Knights in White Satin by the Moody Blues was my high school senior class song. Mine was One More Night by Phil Collins. Oh, all right. Mine was uh, one more night was my uh, was my junior prom, yep. But I think mine um I think up where we belong may have been my senior one. My senior song was horrible. I voted against it. It was I Love These Days by Billy Joel. You know, let, 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 let me stop you right there. <laughs> Why am I not surprised that you voted against your senior song? <laughs> well, because they have better songs. <laughs> you know, you just continue to perpetuate <laughs> your image as a guy who likes nothing. We have, to have, we, have to have Russ, we have to have Russ on this show because yeah. there has to be one person more negative than me. No, no it's not true. Sure. Yeah, we're gonna talk hockey. I'm sorry, people are getting pissed. Okay, we're gonna yeah, talk hockey. I'm sorry. This is just, it was just, it was it was it was overwhelming, and I did have my wife cracking up at the in the show, and it was entertaining. We enjoyed ourselves completely because I was like, you know, at times I found I was whispering into her ear. I'm like, one, two, three, four, one, two. I'm like just trying to keep the band together in some way, shape, or form. Anyway, there you have it. Okay, ready? Here we go. Hello, hockey world. It's Monday, June seventeenth, two thousand and nineteen. I'm Michael Agello. I'm Russ Cohen, and nobody has I've Loved These Days on their iPod. Nobody. <laughs> Kevin Allen, USA Today Sports. Uh, soothe our minds with, with fine cocaine, Russ, right? Um, all right, and I'm actually watching the <laughs> Is that in that song? Um, no, yeah, let's go. Uh, I'm Macklin. You're watching Hockey Buzzcast on HockeyBuzz.com. This is the podcast that comes every Monday through Friday. This time to fill in the comings and goings in the hockey world. And I want to say that I am a little – got to start with the big news today, which is obviously Eric Carlson signing. Yeah. Um, and, and this screams to me an owner who told Doug Wilson to do this. This does not feel – to me personally, does not feel anything like Doug Wilson's M.O. Um, this, this is – this is – this is a – and there is no question that Carlson would sign that because I don't think I don't think any of us expect him to get anywhere close to that. But maybe we're just are we just missing it, Kevin? Is, is, is yeah, I, I think you're wrong on that. I I think Doug Wilson wanted Eric Carlson, you know, from the beginning. Um, uh, I you know he acquired him last year because he thought he could. Um, he yep. was kind of missing piece, and uh, you know, in the second half of the season, they liked the way he played. 
know, they liked the novelty of having both Burns and Carlson. Um, they knew they were going to have to pay for him once Dowdy got $11 million. And, um, you know, people thought all along, I, I've talked to uh, people today in the hockey community, and they thought all along that Carlson was going to go back. Okay. Um, you know, mm -hmm. just because, you know, there weren't a lot of options for him because of his, his salary demands. Um, you know, it's not easy. It's not easy to fit $11 million into, um, you know, your, your cap. And, you know, he, he thought the Sharks were capable of winning, and he still does. He still believes in that team. So, um, you know, it turns out it's a pretty good, uh, you know, fit in his mind. And, uh, you know, it really sort of takes a lot of the glamour out of the free agent class. So I'll tell oh, you that. Yeah. You know, it's just not, you know, quite not, not the same. You know, suddenly now the best defensemen are, you know, Gardner and uh, uh, Myers. And, um, you know, not having Carlson up there to kind of, create a little uh, fun yeah. on opening day. I yeah. think this takes the luster out. Yeah. I, 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 I disagreed on this last week. I said, this is a week, this is a week free agent class. And now it's, I think it's even weaker. Now if may up, up front, it might be fairly decent, but yeah, yeah. Jake Gardner is going to probably get over $6 million in free agency. Tyler Myers is probably going to be able to leverage this because, because there's not many defense, not many really top four defensemen in this class. So I think it's going to help him out a lot. But what I'm interested in is the effects this has on the on the Sharks. You know, Pavelski's a UFA. Whether he resigns now, if the, the indicators out there is that he's going to test the waters, which I think nobody here thought was going to happen. He's been a lifelong Shark. You know, probably I don't know if if Thornton's coming back. You know, that was in question during the playoffs. And and Kevin, the thing I look at is twenty six million dollars invested in their top three defensemen: Carlson, Burns. And Vlasic, I immediately said when Carlson was signed, look out. Even if there's no move clause on his contract, look out for them trading Vlasic because I, I don't know how you can spend 26 million bucks on your top three defensemen. I mean that that's fair. I mean, oftentimes I think uh, you know we get too carried away with you know what you can afford. I I believe that everybody can afford four top players, but I I do see your point because it's all tied up in defense, and you know they look at that now. Uh, you know, the percentage of amount of money you're spending on defense now is something that's become a major issue for people as they kind of talk about that, what percentage it, you know, should be. And, uh, you know, I, I, they may consider that, um, but a lot will depend on what happens with Pavelski. I, I'm with you. I, I thought for sure he'd resign, and now they're saying it's possible. But, I, you know, I just can't see Pavelski at his age, you know, wanting to go elsewhere. I, you know, when it comes down yeah. to it, you know, is he is well, he just gonna push them for every dollar he can get and then resign? I don't here's know. Here's the biggest thing. So yeah, you've got this call from deal where clearly they're they're not worried about him until like the fifth year of that contract. So that's why they front loaded it. That's fine. Right. I would be worried that he's gonna even be able to give him four, but that's okay. He was one of the top scoring defensemen in the playoffs still, and we did talk about that, even though we know he wasn't the same, he still was better than most. Right. But now when you're talking about Pavelski. This is his last contract. He's probably going to want five years. I don't think, I don't think I would want to give him that now, based on the way my team is. I can't. Basically, the way this team is built, once Eric Carlson is done, whether he's off the books or not, that's when the rebuild is going to start. Yeah. And I can't have a rebuild starting with Joe Pavelski being like 37, 38, 39. Right. Well, the only advantage with Pavelski mm -hmm. is that he's 34 right now. So any contract, yeah, I know. Right. 
it's it's not a 35 and over, so it's, they it, they can buy their way out of it. It's it'll still have a cap effect. But, but it'll still have a cap effect. And again, I when in three or four years, I don't know what Joe Pavelski is going to be, and I'm probably rebuilding at that point. They have to be. Well, yeah, you would think. Yeah, it's, you know, I still think they'd like to get him signed up, and I I don't think the the length will become the the factor. I think it'll be the dollar amount, to be honest with you. But uh, yeah, yeah. But you know, I mean, you know, one thing we've noticed in the last couple of years is that it's a little it is becoming harder to predict what teams are going to do. They're you know they don't yeah. always do the most logical move and. You know, but yeah. you saw the importance of Pavelski in the playoffs when he went down. And, you know, the yeah. feeling, oh, yeah. the room, and all that stuff. So, yeah, um, yeah, and, and we all know chemistry is important in this sport. So, it, you know, it's going to be interesting. But I also think that the Sharks are cognizant that there's a transformation going on right now. That you know, this team is getting you know, uh, it, it's soon going to be you know not Pavelski's. And Joe Thornton's team, you know, going to be, you know, Hurdle and, and right. uh, Timo Meyer and and he has to be signed too. But I, I looked, I looked over their 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 cap situation. You know, one thing that they might do, they have two uh, veteran defensemen on the last year of their contracts, Justin Braun and Brendan Dillon, both of them making a little over three, one making close to four, one making a little over three. With all the money that they're spending on those top three, maybe one of one or both of those guys get moved out because they simply can't afford them. Yeah, and, and I don't think that would hurt them. You know, I don't think either. Well, I think like guys like Donskoy's Donskoy's gone. To, I mean, there's certain players that are definitely gone in San Jose, but yeah. I think Pavelski. You know I, I think I think Pavelski is not one of them. I think Pavelski stays. I don't think they go and try to I move the last. Think I think, I think it depends. I'm, I'm just saying what I would want to do, but I'll tell you the one thing they have to shore up now. Now they have to shore up their backup goaltending because Martin Jones has put doubt in everybody's mind. And Aaron Dell isn't going to cut it if Martin Jones doesn't play well for like 20 games. Yeah. yeah. No. There And there is a movement. No, I, think, I think everybody looks at their backup goalie as becoming far more important than it was yeah. 10 years ago. So Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I mean, they, they if they brought somebody in there, they could they could probably challenge Martin Jones the, right now. The, the, the other issue uh, of the Carlson signing is, you know, the impact it has on other defensemen. Now, very few yeah. can measure to Carlson, but let's look at, like, Roman Yossi coming up in, mm -hmm. in Nashville. Like, Great you know, point. like, he does not have the credentials in terms of the Norris trophies that Eric Carlson has. But let's put it in this in this terms. Who would you rather have for the next six years, Yossi yeah. or Carlson? Yeah, it's Yossi, yeah. Yeah. So right. you know, if, if you're Yossi's agent, you're going to be reminding people of that. And the same thing with Dowdy. Now, right. you know, Dowdy is a different beast because, you know, I had someone tell me today and I thought it was a good description. He's the Chris, Chris Chelios of this era. Yes. So he's the same no matter what game he's playing, exhibition, yeah. playoff, yeah. regular season. Yeah. You know, he is exactly the same. He's a competitive son of a gun. Well, the, I mean, yeah, the one right. one thing with the one thing with Yossi, and the one thing that's a benefit for Nashville, I believe Tennessee is another one of those no tax, no state tax states. So it's still going to require a lot. I'm, I'm not, I'm not disputing he, that. Russ. He could cap him out. Like I, that's what I kept saying. Well, that's why. I, that, that's why I believe that they're going to trade Subban because I think they, yeah. I, if, if the option is to sign Yossi or trade Subban to clear space to sign Yossi, I think they're going to sign Yossi and trade Subban. So I think. Well, you know, Here's what I would say about that. I think you're right, but I think the question is, 
I mean, I don't think there's any doubt they want to trade Subban as their first choice. Right. The question is whether they can trade Subban. That's yeah. correct. That that is so you know it's a, it's a safe statement to say sure you know, they're, they're going to yeah. try to trade Subban, but you know can they get done? Um, I think thing. there's a team in Ontario that might take him. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah, because the Leafs don't I, have I mean, enough. You're right, Mike. Yeah, uh, you I know. Mean, yeah, at least don't have enough calorie salary issues. I mean, that they can't do that. I mean, they can't. And tour and then Taurus is, you know, I mean, Taurus is the other obviously the other out for Nashville that they've got to try to figure out. But you know, that's a that's a, is a tough another tough player to move. I mean, this is what I said, Kev, yeah. a while back. Sorry, if, if Yossi asks for ten by eight, Nashville's in a little trouble. Right. Yeah. Well, I think it'll get done, but um, I think he's going to be—he's the priority, no doubt about it. But, right. um, but you know, they've never really um, uh, picked up people's salary when they moved them. But this could be the first time. I, I don't see that they can trade yeah. tourists without doing that. Yeah, no, yeah. you're right about that. You're talking five yeah, years. They're going to move definitely. You're talking five years at six million for for tourists right now. So yeah. I think any deal that they make with him because of the length of the term, they're going to have to retain something probably a million million and a half so you know unless he's going unless he's going to a team that needs the cap hit to uh you know to get to the cap floor which i i don't see anybody wanting to lock up five years of of cap hit uh especially if he's not performing at the level that a lot of people expected him to yeah i mean i, I asked i asked a couple of, um friends of mine about carl's trade around the league one of them who is a really respected owner um said that um you know, I said, do you think that's kind of crazy? He said, well, that's a lot of dollars that they have tied up in their defense resource. When Wilson traded so many assets to get Carlson, kind of put him into a spot that he needs to resign him. That's, that was his thinking. Um, they really didn't trade. They, were, they really didn't trade a ton of it. I mean, they traded draft picks. They traded a couple. Well, they didn't trade a ton of assets. Yeah. I didn't think they did too much for him either. That's why I responded. And to me, it's just like Wilson has always been incredibly good at getting people to sign for less than they should. But right. I, they're not being a huge market for Carlson. I mean, that's my issue. Is they we all talked about what else was there for Eric Carlson out there? Why did you have to go so high on this? Like, why? Yeah, well, they they wanted to make sure, I guess, and didn't yeah, want before to he went to before Pig went to market. Right. Uh, you know, they wanted to make sure they they got him. And who they, else was going to give him eleven million? Out there, so. You know, we say that next somebody might have. I don't so. think so. Well, I, mean, I can't I, think of any team that could have done it or would have done I, it. I think. See, I don't think that he would have gotten the term that he that he got from San Jose. Obviously, San Jose is the only team that could that could give him eight years. Right. I think that the Rangers would have come close in terms of dollars, but I don't think they would have gone anywhere close to the term. I think you know, I don't even think it would have been half of the eight years. I think they probably would have offered him a three or a four year deal at the most. Rough. Yeah, that's all they would have given. Oh, you know, no, they're. He was going to get seven years from somebody. No, no, from somebody. But if the Rangers were going to take him, they would have only done it for as long as Lundqvist would be there. Like, right. Yeah. 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 He wasn't going to say Probably not. Yeah. Seven yeah. years, eight million dollars. Well, that here's, I yeah, here, here's the other thing, though. Yeah. Well, it, it would be tampering uh, um, for him to kind of know what was out there in the market. But do you think he knew what was out there? In the I, yes. Yes. All right. I think he definitely that, knew what was that, out there. That's what I would say, too. But, but I think he kind of knew what his options were. Yeah, so would be my yeah guess. Definitely And these guys all know. I mean, it, there's not that many. When you're looking at this kind of a thing, it's like if, if you're a really rich person buying a house in a town of not like, you know, not all million dollar houses, you know, there's only a few million dollar houses out there, right? So it's like, right. No, that's right. Yeah, well, you know, what the I, options are really limited. I mean, he knew the places he could possibly go. 
He knows he looks at what Tampa's doing, you know, and Tampa's got the Braden Point situation to figure out, and that's gonna that's gonna be really decimating to them. What what I think and, is you know, he looks at the Rangers and, and the Rangers, you know, they wanted him, I think, but the Rangers also have other options. They they I mean the Rangers could very easily go and let's transition to Jacob Truba, who I think is do I think that's like a team that I think because what are the we like what we like the game we like to play here? What are the dominoes about the Eric Carlson signing? So what are those dominoes to me? Um, you know, there is a slight domino to the three, the big three defense. You know, um, that that are the RFAs that aren't signed. You know, right. Well, I mean, okay. I I I think the domino in relation to Truba has quite has an asterisk next next to it because, and I wish Peter was on here because he could explain it a lot better than than I could, but. Kevin, unless Kurt Overhart and Kevin Cheveldayoff are on the same page, because Truba has got one year, he's an RFA this year, he went to arbitration, so I bet I believe it would only be a qualify. They could qualify him for one year, and then he's a UFA. But obviously, you know, Winnipeg doesn't want him walking away for nothing. But the pro the problem is, is that I don't think I think Truba's going the same way as Carlson. Unless he goes exactly where he wants, why is he going to sign an extension? He can go to market next year after what he's scoring almost scoring fifty plus points, uh, and a lot of people didn't think he was that kind of offensive defenseman. He's gonna, and I'm not saying he's going to get as much as Carlson, but he can go to market next year, get eight and a half, nine million. Why would he? Unless it's absolutely the place that he wants to go, he's not signing a deal. No, and we've talked about that. I honestly don't think. There's a place other than Detroit that Truber would go where he's willing to talk contract beyond this year. Like, I really don't. Well, the, one of the issues is his, I, and I don't know if it's his wife or, or fiance, um, but she's, a, I've heard she's in medical school and down in Florida. So they're, they would kind of like to know, you know, you know, more about what her options will be. Yeah. Too so and 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 tell me if okay. I if this is if you think this is accurate, Kev, because we were always talking about Carlson and Tampa Bay. Um, if Truba sends the same missive out as Carlson did last year, saying I'm not going to sign anywhere, and he's a one-year guy, I think I think Tampa Bay would be a destination that would be highly interested because. And, and, you know, it's not the end of the world for Winnipeg if that happens. They would still get a return yeah. for him at sure. the trade deadline. The problem will be is, is that they will be tempted if they're contending to right. keep him. You know, that's the issue um, because he's pretty valuable to them. And, you know, they're a team that could easily um, be in contention and look like a team that has a chance to win the Cup. So, yeah. you know, there's a risk there. But I, I wouldn't completely rule out that he wouldn't uh sign with i mean i agree with you that his preference would be why don't i just ride it out then i can do what i want right but you know if if it were to the right team you know um you know he might might mm -hmm. consider it you know what if it's what if it is tampa yeah yeah i mean I I mean, what happens if that if that is the case that the player has that kind of a thinking is he kind of lets it be known do you know so he it would, yeah you know, and the, the the beauty of tampa is they've got assets like they, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. there aren't a lot of teams like the Red Wings really don't have anybody that no the Jets would, hurt. would yeah. want. Um, oh, um, unless, take, unless they're one to trade Zadina or somebody like that. Well, yeah, and and you know who knows? Maybe that maybe, that's mean, maybe they're willing to trade a future number one if it's if it's uh, on the on the on the back of him resigning with them. 
Yeah, conditional. So that yeah, yeah that I don't see that happening. Um, because mm -hmm. Eisenman has pretty much said publicly that he thinks it's going to take longer than Ken Holland was saying when he was here. So well, would if they didn't have true, but I think if they had him, it would take a little less, don't you think? Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's the one thing they don't have really is any, um, you know, premium defenseman. Uh, yeah. You know, they like Koronik, but there's still some debate whether he's, uh, you know, a top pairing guy or just a guy that can play in your top four. Like he's certainly yeah. a guy that can create points. Uh, we know that, but you know, other than that, could he really, you know, step up and be a good defender? I, I think not. So, well, I, I, go ahead. I think, I think one of the interesting things that is going to happen over the next couple of weeks is now the number two and number three uh, defensemen in on the market Myers and, and Jake Gardner, they're both represented by the same agency. So, you know, and, and I know they could have different individual agents, but, you know, you could basically they can play off each other and use teams to play off each other and get these guys deals that probably nobody thought was possible. I think any, I think the, the, the chances of Jake Gardner returning to Toronto went down significantly uh, today with the with the Carlson signing because now Gardner I think will get easily over six million dollars in free agency easily probably maybe even close to seven and that's out of the Leafs market they can't afford that well possibly I mean I think that I mean I keep being told that Gardner is very much on their radar and I know you and I can disagree on this but I, I just keep being told that Gardner is very much that Toronto really wants to keep him and I don't know how much because Toronto is like if they're going to move Zaitsev yeah. um and they and now that Carlson's off the market, not the, that you know, they were, were never going to get Carlson. They were going to try. They may have tried to get Myers. So the reality here is that Carlson coming off the market makes it harder for them to replace Gardner. I think. I think if anything, it, they they need they need to have some. They at least they know that Gardner would play there. Like they're in a situation where Zaitsev Zaitsev wants out, right? All together, so he's right. he's gone. So Let's say you know, they don't have the, they don't have a really strong defense. I mean, Truba might play there for a year. But I don't know, you know, that that's possible if they can make that move. But I think that, you know, I've also just got a text that Truba that the Penguins that someone of some a friend of mine thinks the Penguins are all the stuff the Penguins are doing is about Jacob Truba, which could be. I mean, that could be They don't something. have the assets. They yeah, they get zero. I, I look I'd look at that because I've heard that rumor, but there's no fit there. Yeah. There's no fit. Yeah, unless they're trading yeah, unless I mean, they're trading Gensel. Right. They're not gonna do that. Yeah, I mean that could be. And, I mean yeah, Gensel, Gensel is um Go, go ahead, XR. They like him, but you know, at the same time, he's been more of a playoff guy than he has a regular season guy. So there's like, well, they're, they're, I not, think they're, they, not, they're not trading him. So they just signed him to a long term deal because right. he, yeah, he, I, would, he I well agree with you. I mean, yeah, they are. I mean, them moving Olimata out the other night, you know, is another thing that, that, that was the salary. Yeah, they the opened up three, over three million dollars in cap space with that move. Right, right, right. And I've well, heard that for never, sure. You know, they haven't believed in him. You know, in a, in a yeah. while. Well, they rushed him. That was the yeah. first thing. They rushed him, then he never found a spot. And yeah. then he had injury problems. And then he had injury problems. Too. Correct. Yeah. Now, yeah. now, just going back to what you were saying, I, I mean, I, okay, yeah. I, ideally, the Leafs would like to bring Gardner back. They like him a lot. He's very popular in the, in the dressing yeah. room. Gardner likes Toronto, would like to stay there, but the money is the problem. And he's not taking Zaitsev's four and a half million. He's going to get a lot more than that in free agency. And if you know, you can say I'll take a home down hometown discount and take a little less. You know, we're talking we're talking a million and a half to two million bucks less. That's not happening. I That's I, I may be wrong too. I think what Eck is saying is partially right in the sense that 
if they get rid of Zaitsev, they definitely could pay Gardner more than they thought they could. Right. I think they're probably telling Gardner, hang around until we see what we could do with Zaitsev. But I don't think Gardner's going to hang around before no. July 2nd. I mean, no. Joe, he might wait a day. He might say, all right, I won't sign the first day on the chance that I can come back for the close to the salary I want. But that's still a big if. And the solution after the free agent period that really the, of, of all the free injuries we've had over the last like, I don't know, 10 years, I've been doing this. Um, this one has more possible trades that are going to, that are going to dictate what happened with the free agents than ever before. So be right now, it's really hard to say. Well, the biggest problem with this free agent class is it's not any good. I mean, right. it's, it's not the, free, the defense, yeah. defense aren't any good, but the forwards, there's a lot of, there's a lot. Well, there. right, you're saying they're not any good, but Jake Gardner will be in demand. And that's why. You sure, want yeah. Yeah. But there's not as, you know, this is not one that creates excitement. I mean, there's always good players like, yeah. I mean, it, it, but you know, when you ask GMs around the league, they'll, they all say the same thing. It's just not exciting. Now, you know, you know, it's there, there are whether guys there are always guys, you know, there are always guys, but, but it's not one that everybody's going like, wow, you know, there's, you know, there's 25 guys here. They're going to be different yeah. players. There, there just aren't. There aren't a, there aren't a lot of those guys. No, but are there players out there that can help a team? Well, yeah, because there always are, you know. But it's not like a great, uh, you know, collection of uh, free agents. No, after after that top level, after Panarin, after Duchesne, and now after Carlson. Now Carlson is gone. You know, there's a couple. There's a couple more forwards. And then it's then then you're you're then it's hole pluggers. Then it's it, then I think teams are looking for bargains. And then you know, we saw the signing uh, yesterday of Carl Haglin, and we were all having our little group uh, text and chat, and we're like Haglin making two point seven five, and we looked at it and said, yeah, he got four years, he got the term, and that's the reason why he did that deal. Let well, me. I'll, I'll, I'll give you an example of of what I'm talking about. You know, I did my top twenty. And then we've had guys, uh, you know, signed recently, including Everly and Brock yeah. Nelson signed earlier and a few other guys. You know, I've replaced them with Brian Boyle. Right. And, um, uh, you know, I we added Wayne Simmons today, who's coming off just a horrendous season. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there just is not as many guys that, you know, get, get everyone excited. So... Um, I, I think there. I think it's a better trademark, and I think there are a lot of guys available. I agree. Right in the trade. Right, let me, let me ask. I think it's definitely a better trade market, and I think that that is going to dictate the UFA market this year more than ever before because the trade market, you know. And I think that that's where it's tough to say that there's going to be a ton of teams out there looking to give money to Myers or Gardner. You know, like I think that because because there are players to be traded, and teams don't have, and and if the salary cap is indeed an under eighty three million, which is now what. It's sounding like, right? Yeah. Then you're looking at that really does put teams in a bind and that really does limit the amount of money. And that's why the, the some of these players who are getting these deals done early, that's why Haglin's gonna do that deal every day of the week because right. he's like, you know what? Yeah, Haglin can run Haglin can be out there when the penguins run out of or the capitals run yeah. out of money. You know what I mean? Teams can't be left hanging, Ak. You, if you don't right. get one of those free agents, you're screwed. That's why right. they really have to explore the trade market. And then the advantage with trades is it's money in and, and money out. I mean, I want to ask Kevin the hardest question. And it came from the chat room because Timothy Park said um, that Arizona never has cap issues. And that's true. But now they have a new owner. So are they simply handing over the deed, or are they going to actually do something to bolster the team, Kev? What do you think? Well, the, the rumors are that they are going to give give uh, John Chica some dollars to okay. uh, to try to compete. But I, you know, I think he's you know trying to make a trade. I think he's you know 
um, sticking his nose a little bit into the Phil Kessel situation, but you know, there's not a good fit there. That's right. You know, like the fit was better with Minnesota, um, you know, and the, the, the Kessel to Arizona thing makes sense because he's willing to go there. Right. Um, and uh, I, I, to be honest with you, I think they, they need a player like Kessel. Yeah, yeah. The, the name the name that I just uh, the name that I just saw circulating in terms of them in terms of Arizona moving out is Christian Dvorak and the funny thing is he didn't play all all year last year and they signed yeah, him. Yeah, you can't move him. You can't move. I mean, he's he's too good of a young player. But I I don't know what they. I don't mean you can't move him because he's too good. He is good, but you can't move him because he didn't play either. Right. He has to prove that he's healthy enough before his value is reestablished. I agree. Well, Minnesota always is a team that that you know has. They, you know, they have done told this before, but it bears repeating that when you do surveys about, you know, people's team, you know, other teams in the NHL besides their own home team that they like, Minnesota always never finishes anywhere near the top of that. Um, the Wild don't have a whole lot, you know, beyond Minnesota, they don't have a really big fan following at all. And, and, yeah, I, th- and I think they're last in for almost everything related to yeah. national perspective. Yeah. So, right. And, and I think, and I think, and the people in Minnesota often blame that on the fact that they haven't had. Like the star power type players, um, uh, Eric Stahl's a pretty mean, good star. Ryan Suter is. I mean, you know, and like and Suter, they, I mean, they, they, but still, you know, I think you know they they need like that flat out sniper scorer, which is I think where they got with Kaprik. How did that work out for him? Well, yeah, but that was you know that didn't work out for them, so that's the point. Wow. So now you've got Kessel. You know, Kessel does make sense for them. I do agree with you. It, it's a good right, fit. It gives can, them like a sniper. You can't. You can't. Can't get Kessel to 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 wave to to go there. So and yeah, I I don't think the last card's been played in that. Okay. that yeah, I think Kevin's right. Yeah, I'm I mean uh, we'll see. I mean I know he doesn't want to go there, but I mean does he want to go through another season where he just feels like he's not, uh, you know, happy with what the coach expects from him? And I mean yeah. I I think they should let Phil Kessel know that there's still an Orange Julius in the Mall of America. If he knows that, he'll probably go. <laughs> Is there a hot dog stand there too? Oh no, they serve hot dogs at Orange Julius, Mike. Come on. Every mall has to have a hot topic, though. Is there a hot topic there? <laughs> Spencer gift. Um, yeah, right. Yeah. So that to me, I mean, the Pittsburgh thing is kind of fascinating because we know that Rutherford is going to is trying to something like he's clearing cap space. There is something in his like he is one of the more interesting people, as we know. He likes to make trades. He is up to something, right? So. That's what it's a lot, you know, it has to be his defense because his defense is, is, well, yeah, you would think it's definitely, his defense. but it's pretty bad. But who is that? Like, is it Tyler Myers? Is it Gardner? I mean, it, or is it, are you looking at something along the lines of like a, of a real trade, like a Truba? I don't think it's a free agent, but like you're saying, I mean, they don't have, they don't have any, they don't have any, you know, they don't have any assets to make a deal. No, they don't. And they don't have what, you know, Winnipeg would like to get a defenseman back. Right. And, you know, they don't really have that. And uh, um, so I, I don't see where there's any fit there. Yeah. You yeah. know, that, you know, just like in Arizona, that was the case in trading Phil Kessel. Like who, who comes back? You know, who's the yeah. doctor on that team? They don't, they don't really have anybody right. like that. So. Right. I mean, I guess they figured that out at some point. Maybe because that deal was done except for Kessel turning it down. Is that the deal or no? We never really know. I guess, me? But. Was the Kessel to Minnesota deal done if Kessel accepts it? I think so. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I do want to mention this, Zach. I think the number one priority for Arizona would be to find someone to to work with Clayton Keller as far as, as a line mate 
because he went from 65 points to 47 and nothing's fallen off about his game. It was just he kept had seemingly had line mates move around. They need to get a little bit of a veteran guy with him that could keep up with him, and that could produce a lot more points. Yeah, and I, you know, I, I think with Clayton Keller, you know, they call it the sophomore jinx, but it's not really a jinx as much as it is, you know, when you're a rookie, you don't know what you don't know. And so you just sort of play on instincts and adrenaline and excitement. And then you come back to second year and everybody knows about you now. So, mm-hmm. you know, they know what your tendencies are. They've studied you. The goalies know more about you and everything else. And I think it's hard to maintain the level you had as a first-year player. I mean, I, you know, I we did a study several years ago in USA Today, and, and it showed that there's there's often a drop-off between the first and second year. And then what happens yeah. between the second and third year the guy gets ticked off. He's he hires a personal trainer. He comes in the most unbelievable shape. You know he yeah. can lift a uh, Volkswagen, and uh, you know he comes back <laughs> and he, he makes it uh, a better the third. So I, I think we'll see that with Clayton Keller. I think he'll just be determined. And but I, I don't disagree with you. I'll, I'll just by looking at stats, Kev, I don't know the percentages, but Clayton Keller went from six power play goals to one. That's not on him, and I'm willing to say Arizona's power play probably did get worse at some point last year. I know it was bad for a while. Yeah. yeah. Well, I know I know that they were they were one of the teams that was interested in bringing in uh, a former Leaf assistant, Jim Hiller, who's a power play specialist. They were they, they, I don't know if they ever hired uh, uh, an, an assistant coach to coach their power play, but I know that that was out there that they were interested in him. Kev, let me just ask you something because we've had two buyouts so far. Uh, McDonald and, and Fanuf, do you get the feel that there's going to be uh, a significant amount or do you think it's just going to sort of peter in and out? Yeah, no, I, I think there'll be more, but um, I don't think there's going to, it's going to be widespread. It, you know, it's still hard to sell that to ownership. Um, you know, sure. it, you know, we kind of throw it around because yeah. it just makes sense, but you know, it, you're, you're admitting you made a mistake usually. <laughs> yeah. And oftentimes it's your mistake. And, you know, it's his money. I mean, it's just wasted money. Um, so I, I think they they tend not to, you know, try to try to avoid it if all possible. But I you know, a job in the world you can get away with doing something like that when you think about it. Like <laughs> going right. up to your boss and saying, Okay, you know what I want to do? Yeah. I'm gonna well, get rid of this thing. Yeah. yeah, no, for sure. And you know, that's why you know it, it's easier when it wasn't your mistake. because uh, then you can go and say, you know, that last guy, you know, he really screwed this up. And right. We're stuck with it. So, so anyway, I, I expect to see more, but I don't think it will be. Um, there'll be a lot of them. Um, I think you, you know you're always kind of believe, like, you know, and most people like I saw this story recently, like James Neal. Everybody's saying, "Oh, you got to get rid of them. You got to get rid of them." Well, the last story I read, it looked like a realistic approach. Like, who's going to take James Neal right right now? So their approach that I read was. Well, they're going to just try to work with him and try to figure out if there's a way to sort of draw him back out like he was in Vegas. Well, that seems more logical than, you sure. know, you know, you're not going to buy him out and you're not going to be able to trade him. So, you know, you got to try to do those things. And I think that's what they'll do in most cases is just try to figure out a way to, um, you know, to uh, get this guy to play the way he did two or three years ago. So, well, and, and the, the thing. 
the other the other thing is is that these guys that get bought out, I mean, their careers may not be over with because now, you know, Dion Phaneuf is not encumbered by a five and a quarter million dollar contract. Sure. He, he can go sign someplace for eight hundred thousand dollars, and that might be worthwhile for a team. He'll get more than that. He'll get two million bucks. He will. Well, yeah, three million is a good one. Like, you know, suddenly. Like he could sign with a contending team, and right, and that contending team would really benefit by having a belligerent uh, guy like, like <laughs> you know, yeah. So, like if Dan Phaneuf is your number six defenseman, yeah, like you're pretty happy about that, especially yeah. if he comes in that, you know, see the way right. the salary cap. If you go and look now too, and this is the one I've, I've you know, the GMs will have talked to me about this too, that you know the way that you know basically saying reporters don't think the way they do. Like, you know, there's three or four guys that are, you know, going to make between 32 and $35 million from your cap. Right. You know, now you're down to $48 million. And then almost all of them count on somewhere between five and seven guys making a million dollars. So if it's seven guys, now you've got 10 guys. So now you got 13 guys left and $40 million. Well, that's $3 million per player. And some yeah. of those will get five million, you know. So at eighty-three million, you know, if you only have three players making thirty million, you know, that, that's still a fair. When it gets up to a hundred million, guys are going to be averaging about five million dollars, uh, right? You know, with the exception of the entry level guys. Right. So. Oh yeah. Although yeah. the entry yeah. level is likely to go up on the next CBA too. Oh, it will, but I, you know, it's not going to go up a million and a half dollars. No. So you know. Yeah, no, it's not for sure. I mean, I, I I've been trying to find the one of the players I think that's kind of go, flying under the radar is an RFA um, who was starting to get some attention would be William Carlson. You know, um, and in you know in Vegas, Vegas is in a really bad spot as far as you know the salary cap goes. They are, and Carlson has some pretty comparable numbers to you know like someone compared him the other day to Skinner's numbers are pretty similar. You know, like. Now he's been up and down, obviously up and down. But if you go like through the whole thing of it, and Carlson well, is a better had two player. years. I mean, Skinner has done this for several years. Carlson's right. had two good years for sure. And one, one, sure, but Carlson is also one year is significantly better than the other. Right, so. right, right. And yeah, that's, but that's why that's what makes it so difficult to, you know, for for the for Vegas to judge on what they should do with this guy, right? Because yeah. obviously, you know, you've got well, no team's going to hand him a massive contract. Because he he hasn't been able to duplicate the forty something goal a year. Nobody right. he was never going to be able to duplicate like a twenty something percent shooting percentage. Nobody, everybody knew that. But his qualifying offer it would be about five five point seven million because he was signed for five and a quarter. I think I think that Vegas you're going to see after July first because they have a they have the David Clarkson expiring contract with one year left. There's a signing bonus on July first. After that, it's a one million dollar money payout for a five and a quarter million dollar cap hit they can trade that probably not have to give up a ton to get somebody to take that and then they would have the room to sign carlson but they don't have a lot of flexibility because of all the contracts they signed yeah i don't yeah think i mean they're, 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 gonna, they're gonna have to move somebody you know kevin miller for sure right and maybe someone else um but well, yeah. gonna, they can put up the nick hag can come up so that's they could definitely move miller and hag will come up I think the issue with Carlson is who would want to give him more than three or four years? I don't know if anybody would because they're all going to look at it and say, we don't even know he's what he's going to do next year, to be honest. Yeah, I don't think they're going to trade him, though. I no, mean, that's, that's, that they just need to open up the space to yeah. qualify. That's no, I know. I don't think they, they, get, they, get, they get two 
decent lines now. You know, like no, they yeah. have great lines. And, and they, but Kevin, they, they you were, would you go six years deep on William Carlson? See, I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't. But they don't have to. So I don't. You know, there's no reason to give him a. It, and we and we also we also have to factor in that what they could what they could do Russ is you know they could trade off a guy like Cody Eakin who's got a year left in his contract and bring and bring up Cody Glass if they think they Cody too much money. Cody Eakin makes a lot more than you think. Well, they may yeah okay, but 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 you know what I'm saying. If you can move somebody out who's making because Colin Miller has got three years left at almost four million. But there are teams out there. I know Toronto is a team that was has been interested in him for a couple of years. I know their their cap situation, but they need a hand shot defenseman, and they probably wouldn't have to give up a ton to get him. So um, they they can move out players without really hurting their core to open up space to sign Carlson if that's what they're looking to do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think they will. I mean, they will trade Miller. I, I just I, I don't think they'll I, I don't think they have a problem doing that. No. Nope. Um, and then. Uh, you know, they might have to trade someone else. You know, maybe they, they, they're going to want some flexibility. Like, they're actually over the cap right now. Right. Yeah, that's yeah. – so. what, No, Kev, what are, what are you hearing on the uh, – because I've been expecting, and I think it could probably happen uh, at some point this week, that Panarin's rights are going to get tra- – Panarin or Bobrovsky's negotiating rights might get traded because – Columbus only has two draft picks, and if they're not going to be able to sign them, then they should be able to get something back to, uh, uh, you know, recoup something of the trades that, that they made before the deadline. Yeah, I mean, I would think Panarin more so than Bobrovsky. Why, you know, right? Bobrovsky, there's only a handful of teams looking at goalies, so why bother? Just sure. go in there and compete for them. And plus, not that many teams are willing they're going to pay what he's going to want. So, um, you know, and it looks now like I wondered how. Uh, um, Florida, if they really are interested in Bobrovsky, could afford to do that because you know who was going to take Reimer. But I guess they're going to buy buy out Reimer. Yeah, that and that yeah. yeah the, even if they retain fifty percent of his salary, one point seven million is too much for a backup goaltender for a lot of teams. I know that there's been a lot of Toronto speculation about Reimer. If he got bought out, they could bring him in at less than a million bucks if he wanted to go back there, or right. or some or someplace else. I mean, that's the thing. It's like it's price point with these players. If they get bought out, if they take a lower salary, they will get a job. It's just they can't go. Dion Phaneuf, I don't think will get will get signed if it's two million bucks. If it's a million five, I think of a ton of suitors same with Reimer yeah I I just don't even know like Reimer hasn't played well enough to really no yes why you would want him so but at this point but um so I Panarin for sure I don't I would think that you know the Islanders or the the Panthers or the Rangers would want you know the first shot at him to we have more time to woo him and all that kind of stuff but we're getting a little breaking thing here and then it is hockey related sorry to bust in but um there is like apparently reports of an active shooter at the Toronto parade today. It oh, just happened in the last like five minutes. Um, I'm looking at some people um, who are tweeting that they're like told to being told to stay, to take cover. Oh my God. And, uh, and uh, it, you know, that it's that a lot, it's, it's near the Eaton square. Is it Eaton um, center. center, right? Eaton center, right? And Queen street. There's people, it, it's it, the parade still going on, but people don't know what's happening. And the, the, it's it's just a mess right now. Hopefully everybody's safe. Just want to throw yeah, it out there. Yeah, I don't God, know. You know, God. again, this is like a horrible situation. If it is indeed, I, I, really, I honestly, I really hope this is a Twitter. I, I hope it's a Twitter hoax. I really do. Uh, I don't think it's a hoax because it's definitely like um like people like um like like Sarah Valley just tweeted out like Kayla okay. Grace as um Bruce well, Arthur I mean, tweeted out Bruce, this, Bruce Arthur this, tweeted out you know gunfire fired at the parade at the bank 
southeast corner of North Nathan Phillips Square. Yeah, this comes on the heels last year during the playoffs. There was somebody in a in a in a I think it was a panel truck that just ran over like 20, 15 to twenty people. I mean, this is yeah, <sighs> yeah, it's just terrible. Yeah, I, I really I, hope everybody's okay. Um, and right now it sounds like a a very very surreal scene down there right now. So I don't know. But I just wanted to throw that out there. Um, in case anyone knows anybody at the parade, make sure everybody's okay. Yeah, um, it's, it's sort of tough to go back to talking hockey after that. So maybe- yeah, no, I know we have to kind of, we do have to end anyway. And I apologize for ending on such a crazy note. Um, I will say, you know, that, you know, that um, we really hope everybody's okay out there and we'll be back again tomorrow. looks like in the morning probably. So if, you, if you're, you know, if you're, around the parade or anything like that make sure that you know i don't can't believe you'd be listening to us at the raptors parade but if you know somebody who's there make sure they're okay and and, and get out of there um anyway sorry about that but remember i thought we should because we have so many toronto readers i thought we should listeners thought we should just get out there um remember without the buzz it is just hockey guys uh, we will talk to you tomorrow with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.